here we oh, go yeah. again uh, let's go what is up everybody and welcome back to another episode of the knee on belly podcast we are your hosts nate on and brandon psych and brandon. no brandon today we're used to it around here nothing new for you guys as per usual Today, folks, we are going to get you guys set up with our picks and predictions for this Saturday's UFC Fight Night, Patty. Mm-hmm. This card has an amazing main and co-main event as Saril Gon takes on Tai Tuivasa and Robert Whitaker faces Marvin Vittori. We also got a game called... I didn't even write it in my, name, my notes because we didn't name it. Are we sticking with this, the cringy one that we joked about? Yeah, 100%. Prizzy I mean, Mon? Yeah, we got to <laughs> lean into it. It was funny because, like, two of the cards are select, too, but we'll get into that. We're going to read. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We're going to lean into the cringe. We got a game called Prizzy Mon. We're going to take some of our prison, uh, Panini Prism UFC cards and essentially kind of play a game of Pokemon, I guess, right? Yeah. We'll figure it out as it goes. Yeah. Finally. You guys will like it. Yeah. As usual, all the news and happenings in the world of MMA and beyond. But first, John, how are we? Episode number 93 of the Neon Belly podcast. That's a big one, man. We're we're inching up. Uh, not without any type of, I think the world, like the universe knows we're coming up on 100. So it's trying to put us through the fire right now. But hey. That's true. Uh, John, for people that maybe think he sounds different, he is joining us remotely uh, doing a bit of the Q-U-A-R word. I don't want to say yeah. it because I feel like every time we bring up this like flu thing that's happening, um, we get like flagged and I just don't like it. It's not a big deal. Like, uh, it doesn't at do least anything. like a warning like all they're talking about. Yeah, it. I just don't like it. So you, yeah. you know the thing that's going on. He doesn't have it, but... Precautionary. There's precautionary exposure. We're just keeping it safe. That's all it is. Right. I probably right, just, right. even in those context clues, they're probably going to flag it. Yeah. Let's be honest. We're going to enjoy Rogan. We're going to be shadow banned. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And obviously no Brandon. Um, <clears throat> so, and we'll kind of tell why. We have yeah. um, a really busy weekend. Essentially, we're doing like three episodes this week. So, mm-hmm. um, this is Saturday. We're recording our main episode for Monday, which is what you guys are listening to now. Just before we recorded this, John, me, you, and Brandon mm-hmm. did record our Matt talk <laughs> this week with Hysum Rita. And I'll tell yeah. you what, folks, this Wednesday, get ready. Um, Hysum is competing at this year's ADCC. You know, for people that don't know, it's essentially like the Olympics, the Super Bowl, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it for no gi grappling. It's it's like the pinnacle of it, and he is competing in probably one of the, if not the most stacked divisions in ADCC history. Mm-hmm. You know, they're saying that this might be the biggest jiu-jitsu event of all time. They're thinking it's in Las Vegas this year. Um, so we talked to him, um, and I'm telling you what, you're going to want to root for this guy. Yeah, I, if you don't have a favorite grappler right now, you <laughs> get ready. after after Wednesday you will. Genuinely just I mean just the coolest guy, man. Like mm-hmm. we were just sitting here talking about it, you know, like I said we turned that pot off and Brandon left and we started this one and um 
Can't wait for you guys to hear this this episode, honestly. Wednesday, mm-hmm. Matt talk. Hi, Samrita. Cannot wait. Yeah. Uh, but essentially, and then tomorrow, um, which will be Sunday, so after this comes out, um, we also have the um, Gaha Open that we are going to be doing a live watch along. So if you're listening to this, didn't know about it, kind of too late for it, sorry. Follow us on Instagram because we posted it there and we left a link for the watch along. So um, if you missed it, sorry, go to our YouTube, Neon Belly Podcast. It might may or may not be there. I don't know how we're going to do that yet. Got to talk to Jacob. Um, so we'll figure that out. But with all that said, just a little bit too much for Brandon this week with um, you know essentially doing three episodes He's a dad. Mm-hmm. He's a husband. We get it. Not a big deal. Right. We said, we got you, big dog. We'll take yeah, episode number 93 on our own. Yeah, we're still going to tell him that he's a slacker when he comes back. But Oh, yeah. yeah in 100%. real life, we, we, we get it, dog. Yeah, we, we still destroy him. Um, so we're going to get you guys set up. But first, John, let the people know we need rates. We need subs. We need follows. And now more than ever, it's time, man. We're getting there. Yeah. The pot no, is growing. I mean, yeah, we're 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 taking bigger steps. You know, we're getting really good interviews. The content's going up. You know, we obviously we've been doing the video thing. Anybody who's been following us, that's a good segue into get us on social media, man. Uh, Neon Belly Podcast. It's on IG. It's on TikTok. We post a lot of content on there. Um, obviously, if you're listening now, you're already listening on a a, a platform that, that shows the video or the episode. So go on there, give us yes. five stars, leave us a review, uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify. And here's the thing, man, with this with this Matt talk, we might end up blowing up to where we don't even see your reviews anymore. <laughs> so get on while we can still read them out and shout you out, you know? Because because high some Rita is big business, baby. That's what that's what we're saying. Um, yeah. And the thing is, is, you know, especially with the Instagram, you know, that's our most like, you know, fight nights, you know, we're posting during the fights on there and our story. And that's probably our mm-hmm. mo- most interactive, really interested to see how this Gaha open goes. If it's, it's a, if the live streaming is a format that we enjoy, we might start doing some type of like watch along or, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe some fight night, uh, pre-fight post-fight shows, something like that. Um, so Get to our Instagram because if we do anything like that at Neon Billy Podcast, that's where you're going to find the information and links for it. Um, obviously, subscribe because we'll talk about it on the podcast. But right. week to week, that's how you get a hold of us. John, we got to get to it this Saturday night. UFC Fight Night live from Paris, France. Paris, puis j'allais au I took one nice. year of French. That means, can I please go to the bathroom? Nice. Um, this is, I, did, I <laughs> took ahead. etymology instead of a foreign language. I so. took etymology too. Had to take both for some reason. Uh, I think I took one of etymology. It was too boring. So they were like, yeah. you need another foreign language. And I was like, this is the UFC's first trip to France. Um, I guess you could almost insert a little fun fact. It was illegal. The sport's just been illegal. I think up until 2020. I want to say 2021. Probably should have looked that up. Um, So MMA is legal in France, and the UFC said, book it. We're in there. And make sure you check your local times because I do believe for us, Eastern Standard Time, the main card does kick off at 3 p.m. John, our main event in the men's heavyweight division, number one, Surreal Gone, versus number three, Ty, Bam Bam Tuivasa. Uh, Surreal is back after not just his first career loss, but a title fight loss to champ Francis Ngannou back in January. Before that fight, Surreal was a perfect 10-0 in his career, even captured the interim heavyweight title against Derek Lewis in the fight before that Francis fight. 
His opponent, Tai Tuovasa, has definitely had a career resurgent run as of late. You know, you almost forget at one point in his career, he was on a three-fight losing skid mm -hmm. and went into a fight with Stefan Struve where... Let's be honest, he loses that. He, I mean, and actually going into it, was probably fighting for his UFC future, and if he lost that, could have found himself right. outside of the UFC with four losses in a row. Um, but he did knock out Stefan Struve that night and since has gone on to rattle four more consecutive straight knockouts, mm -hmm. uh, meaning he is now on a five-fight win streak with five straight finishes. Um, of course, his most recent was the highlight reel knockout over Derek Lewis back in February. And I'll tell you what, with John Jones trying to insert himself into a title fight shot with uh, champ Francis Ngannou, it goes without saying that not just a win here is important, but it may need to be an impressive win at that to pass Jones. Right. Um, you know, this is this is interesting, too, because it seems like Surreal's getting fed like three of the same fighters. Sure. First past three was like, if this guy hits you, you're going out. Don't let this guy hit you. And he, he finds a way. Obviously, Francis flipped the table on that when he introduced his wrestling. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think you're going to get that from Ty, obviously. I know he's did some stuff at AKA, but I don't think he has like a, a super solid wrestling game per se. Yeah. Um, but it's the same type of danger and you can elude mm -hmm. guys are really good at eluding danger, but at heavyweight, it's really hard to elude it. But even if you look at his past, you know, five, you're talking about JDS, mm -hmm. Rosenstroik, Volkov, Derek Lewis, and then Francis and now Ty. Sure. So um, it's going to be another hunt and mouse game. I feel like, or a cat and mouse type of game where two of us is going to have to find him and surreal is going to have to stay away from that power because two of us, doesn't care. He's going to walk through sure. whatever just to get to that shot. And, you know, one thing I was kind of thinking in preparation for this fight is, you know, we sometimes talk about on, on here is, you know, we like to pick guys that we feel like have more ways to win, whether it's like a speed and a ground advantage. And but, you know, does that really matter? And then I started thinking is, does that really matter in the heavyweight division when these big freaks are just throwing around four ounce gloves? Like, is there really a you know what I'm saying? Like, does that kind of right. make sense? Like, do, do those advantages really matter too much? I I would say it's it just depends on how big that discrepancy is because with heavyweight, all of these guys for the most part have that knockout sure. one punch power, um, and they know you know they they know they probably don't have the cardio to go five rounds, so they're going to go hard at it. Yeah. early you know so some of those advantages might not yeah. matter if there's something that take a long time to set up or get to uh in a, in a heavyweight division where the, all the guys you're gonna fight at the top are people who can put your lights out yeah and and i guess like i don't want to spoil my pick here but i i guess i actually almost went with ty for this fight mm -hmm. because of that reason because i do think surreal holds a speed advantage maybe a bit of a technique advantage on the feet probably holds an advantage on the ground you know especially with the jujitsu um, but it was just like, I was starting to think though, but like, does that really matter if Ty touches him though? You know? And it's like, which I did end up picking gone for reasons I'll explain here in a minute, but that was just kind of my thought going into it. So mm -hmm. you can respond to that. You don't have to, but it was just more of a thought, but go ahead and roll it into your pick. Yeah, no, I, I get it. And you know, I, I do think that Ty does offer more than, I mean, power in both hands. I think his leg kicks are something that he's going to need to use to slow down. Mm -hmm surreal from moving circling away from him and, and try to catch him against the cage to really let those hands go um i'm actually gonna go tie two of us i'm in last oh, nice. i need to take some chances nice. and it's not and it's not like a, a something that's like there's no way he knocks him out because like i said this dude's knocked out five people in a row yeah i mean all he does is touch people and put them down it's true and and surreal's had a mixed bag of you know knocking some people out getting to kind of 
decisions where fights get lengthy. And then obviously this last one, he took his first loss, but who knows within a loss, if he gets a little pensive, we've seen that before as well. And Ty's not going to slow down. So I'm actually going to go Ty Tuavasa second round TKO. Yeah. Like I said, I, I just think, and, and that was kind of like where I was at too. I'm like, man, if, I mean, if he just touches him though, but um, the reason I'm ultimately going to pick surreal gone here is in thinking about Ty's one punch knockout power Gone has just experienced it. You know, he's got experience with it. Like you had mentioned mm-hmm. in his last two fights, you know, he went back to back with two of the most dangerous punchers in Lewis and Nganu outside of Tuavasa. And he stayed away from those big shots from both mm-hmm. of those guys. You know, obviously, like you alluded, Nganu kind of switched things up, went to the wrestling periodically. But um, Gone is just, there's something. As, as just being able to, I mean, with his footwork and the way he's always constantly on his toes and switching stances and moving and keeping guys on the outside. Um, and, I, and I think another thing is Gon has so much five-round experience and Ty has never been past three rounds. Um, and I do think that this fight is going to go long, especially if mm-hmm. Gon is in control, staying on the outside, like I mentioned, and just kind of picking Ty apart. Um, so I like Gon here and I'm going to pick him via fourth-round TKO. I think he's going to have to really wear Ty down, drag him deep, you know, utilize those leg kicks, um, and just kind of, like I said, stay on the outside, pick him apart, and just find his moment there. And I, and I kind of think Ty, um, I mean, I don't know, maybe he shocks the world and he's got a gas tank, but we'll see, you know. High crotch, dude. Gas tank and a high crotch, and it might be it. Yeah, we'll see about that. Brandon isn't here, um, so we're just going to on the fly pick for him. And I think Brandon is a big Ty Tuivasa guy. I don't know about you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a big tattoo of Asa guy and similar I tattoos, similar tattoos. And I think if I was Brandon, I would say tattoo of Asa first round submission. Yeah. Kimura at least. Well, flying, I'm thinking flying triangle, but Brandon's, I've seen, I've seen video, <laughs> but Brandon's pick is going to be tattoo of Asa via first round <laughs> submission, baby. There How do you like that? Brandon. <laughs> Actually, I've I've seen training footage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's break this down here. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that I'm not mad. At, I'll take that right now. Yeah, John keeps holding up a uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin pop vinyl, and it actually kind of does look like Brandon. <laughs> if I was just like this, it's like, be like whoa, like oh, that's, Brandon's at your house. Yeah, that's Brandon in a vest, of course. Uh, next fight, John, our co-main event. This is the card of number one versus number three because number mm-hmm. one, Robert Whitaker versus or takes on number three, excuse me, Marvin Vittori. Uh, John, Bobby Knuckles, a.k.a. Robert Whitaker, is in a very interesting situation here, in my opinion. Um, He's won 12 of his last 14 fights, and his only two losses in that 14 fights were to the champ, Israel Adesanya. Uh, The most recent title loss to Izzy was also his last fight, which was at UFC 271 back in February. His opponent, Marvin Vittori, also in an interesting spot as he's won six of his last eight and his only two losses in that last eight were, you guessed it, Israel Adesanya. Uh, His last fight with Izzy was for the middleweight title in June of last year. He then rebounded with a win in October last year against Paulo Costa. That was his last fight. He hasn't fought Mm -hmm. since October. These two were supposed to fight um, in June at UFC 275, but Whitaker withdrew for undisclosed reasons. Um, Nonetheless, this fight happens here this Saturday in Paris, France. Yeah, that's a big one, man. Uh, I'm not a big, I'll be honest, I don't like this matchup. Not because I don't want to see them fight, because I do. But I feel like when both of those guys have two losses to the champ and being at one and three, I feel like you could give other guys who haven't fought him yet or Mm -hmm. haven't fought him twice a chance to kind of throw their name in. Because regardless of who wins, do they get a third fight with Izzy? 
who knows? Yeah. Um, and, you know, both of them have gone on impressive win streaks in between those losses. Sure. Um, obviously, um, Vittori more recently, that was at 205 with Costa, but it was still, you know, uh, as we've seen last week or two weeks ago, Costa still very much up there as far as a skill level and yeah. what he brings um with Whitaker obviously nobody's kind of really been able to even touch him outside of Izzy yeah um never, I, been, just, never been knocked out in his career never been right. finished not even submitted outside of Izzy so it's like yeah no, I don't think it, Izzy finished him Whitaker oh I'm sorry I thought you were talking about yeah the no no my, I switched over to Whitaker yeah. my apologies no yeah but what I will be interested in to see is if Vittori will play the game of like keep testing his stand up, or if he'll try to use wrestling, yeah. or if we see Whitaker, we've seen him make some wrestling adjustments as of late. If he can implement that on Vittori, who is a really good grappler in that division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I'm exactly, my thoughts with this fight are exactly pretty much what you just said is I don't really know what a win does for either guy here. You know, mm-hmm. both of their last two losses were to the current champ. But I can tell you, a loss here for either would seem pretty detrimental to any hopes of challenging the champ again anytime soon. I mean, so yeah. it's not like, you know, it doesn't matter. what I mean, you really need, like, this is a, it's just a tough matchup for both guys because it's just like, yeah, you know, I mean, maybe Vittori has a stronger case just because, you know, especially with Whitaker, you know, they just fought. But it's like, it's just a tough matchup to like, either way, these guys are going to have to probably fight somebody again. You know, Right, well, and even that is, Whitaker was more recent, but I feel like he gave, obviously, Izzy a way better fight than Vittori did yeah. in his second Yeah, attempt. exactly. Yeah, I feel um, like Izzy just kind of just never made it look, I mean, or, you know, just never looked competitive with Vittori, really. Right. It, it, so it is that way. I bet you both of them are very big Alex fans right now. Yeah, um, probably. That's that's their way in. That'll you be know, the biggest I, win. Yeah. Um. So uh, it's tough for me, man. I, I do think that Whitaker has everything that Marvin has, but better in terms of the striking. And yeah. I do think his wrestling, I think his takedowns are better. Vittori gets him more often because he goes for him more often, but I've been more impressed by the type of takedowns, if that makes sense, yeah. that Whitaker kind of puts together. So I'm going to go ahead and roll with Whitaker on this one. Um, both of them guys have been decision machines though. So I don't know if uh, Vittori's yeah. hard to put out. I mean, Izzy hit him with some good stuff. Paulo tried to hit some big shots on him. So I'm going to take Robert Whitaker by decision. Yeah, the the interesting thing is, yeah, I feel I actually feel like Vittori will probably have a bit of a wrestling advantage, and I feel like that's something he needs to mix in. I think um, what what I love about this fight though is that it's only three rounds, and both of these guys are conditioned, well seasoned, and they're used to going five rounds. Like they, these guys, mm-hmm. I mean, that Paulo Costa Vittori fight was a crazy fight. I mean, just yeah. crazy. Even with all the shenanigans about missing weight and it happened at 205 and, you know, Paulo Costa kind of made a, a circus out of it. It was a war, man. And, mm-hmm. you know, Vittori held up. Obviously, we know Whitaker's capable of going five rounds. So I feel like in a three-round three, three round fight here, these guys are going to be sprinting, you know? Yeah, and and so I to. Yeah, and so I feel like it's going to make for a great fight. And both guys really, really evenly matched. Um, I, like I said, I do give Vittori a slight wrestling advantage, in my opinion, um, as to where I could definitely give Whitaker probably a bit of the... Um, the striking advantage, even though mm-hmm. Vittori, like I said, never been finished though. So I think it's going to be that can Vittori get Whitaker down, try to maybe neutralize him on the ground a little bit. And then is Robert Whitaker going to be able to find Vittori's chin and test it? Because I do right. think Whitaker could finish Vittori if he catches him. You know, he just, he has that, that power, the speed. Um, 
it's it's tough too. Like I just really would like to see Whitaker go down. I was really hoping his next fight was going to be at seventy. I don't want him to kill himself. Like if it's just not a thing that could happen, it's like I totally right. understand it. But I feel like if he does beat Vittori, he's just going to keep staying at eighty five and just you know, just kind of keep beating guys essentially until he maybe right. finally cracks the code that is Izzy. But you're talking, you probably get one more shot and that's three. And it's like, if you lose that, but having said that, I am going to ride with Whitaker here um, as well. Um, I just, I just, especially after that last Izzy fight, cause he did make that tough for Izzy and it was a pretty close fight at times. And mm-hmm. I just get this feeling that like, kind of like what we've talked about with Colby, where it's like, if Israel Adesanya was not in this division, Robert Whitaker is probably champ. Right. I mean, I just, I just think yeah. he's kind of separated himself and put a gap there, you know? Well, I think Izzy's one of the few fighters who have two people you could say that for, cause Vittoria has made other like he's outworked everybody yeah. else too that's why this match them meeting is good but in the sense of their records it doesn't make a lot of sense as far as what somebody's going to get but mm-hmm. Vittori also has been on this run where he's beat people that sure um that put him in that same category so it is cool for that side of it mm-hmm. um i mean Vittori didn't look bad fighting a guy at 205 either so he would i don't think he would be too bad going up so when i rewatch that fight some of the issues that i think i kind of have is there was times in that fight where and like understand like paulo costa i know he gets a lot of flack for his shenanigans and the things that he pulls but right. and he is a monster and he is tough 100 uh, but there was times where i'm like Vittori just needs to finish this man i mean costa yeah a couple times was almost literally leaning on the cage just letting Vittori come in and just looking to counter, you know, kind of like what mm-hmm. happened with Rockhold in this last fight, you know? So I think that's a little bit of it for me too, where I'm like, ah, I just don't really know like if Vittori has that like killer instinct necessary. I mean, he's definitely finished people, but um, I just, I just feel like Whitaker has everything that you need right now to compete at the top of this division. It's just, mm-hmm. I just don't know if I want him at the top of this division. Does that make sense? Yeah. But it's not yeah. enough for me to not pick him either. Right. And and I think that Whitaker's, when you talk about having the fast start and sprint through this fight, I yeah. feel like Whitaker's looked really good in fights where he's been, obviously the first Izzy fight, that's what kind of put him into that position. Yeah. But Vittori's not that type of striker. Sure. I don't, I don't know if I've seen Vittori put, hundred percent full speed pressure on people mm-hmm. and look the same as like a Whitaker. He usually yeah. wears people down. He's very tough, stays in their face, but I feel like Whitaker coming at you at hundred percent is a little bit scarier to me than a Vittori. Right. So that's it. So for Brandon, here's the, here's where we got to talk a little mm-hmm. strategy for Brandon, because do we give him Vittori and risk if Vittori wins, Brandon gets a point possibly uh, more. And then we don't get any because we both went Whitaker. I feel like strategy, we kind of have to go Whitaker here. Yeah, I would agree. I think it makes the most sense. I think we go Whitaker, and I mean, once again, Brandon's the sub guy, first round submission, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, <laughs> Robert Whitaker, first round yeah. submission. And and for the record, if these both of these dudes <laughs> win oh, this fight by I qu- this. I quit. Do not, yeah. you, you will not hear me on this podcast for a month. No, you'll hear me, but I'll be like, picking fights is just overrated, it's so man. Stupid. Like, why are we who, doing who this? Who even it's decided so on this? Uh, I don't think I gave my my method. I'm going to go Robert Whitaker. I was going to say decision. You took my my, my um, pick there. So I will say Robert Whitaker. I will go second round TKO. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm excited for that fight. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, it's if, a great match. Yeah, because I mean, if if you don't if if you don't know who is the champion, you could be like, oh yeah, this is probably a title fight. These guys are yeah. great. Look at their highlights. But obviously, that division is just a little bit different with the dominance that Izzy has had over it. 
I agree. Also on this card, you got John McDessie versus Nazrat Hackprass. Charles Air Jordan, who just put on that banger with Shane Burgos, faces Nathaniel Wood. That is a great fight. The one that I'm really circling, and I really want to draw attention to this fight. I don't know. I think I don't think we're gonna be on the same boat here. Is, oh. Uh, Nazardine Imovov. Oh yeah. Me. Okay, Nazardine Imov. I cannot say this to save my life. <laughs> Imovov, Imovov uh-huh. versus Joaquin Buckley. Um, yeah. Nazardine uh, trains out of the same gym as Surreal Gone, and I'm telling you what, he looks like just a legit, legit fight. I am really mm-hmm. excited to see him. And then Joaquin Buckley. I mean, we all know. Just doesn't have boring fight. Neither of these guys um, no. have boring fights. So I'm telling you, figure out what time this fight is on and circle it. Put stars next to it. Watch this fight. It's going to be a banger, and yeah. I'm excited. Prelims for start it. at noon, so it'll okay. probably be the main event of the prelims. Yeah, I think that's where they have it now. Wouldn't be surprised if it moves up a little bit. But yeah, right. I'm I'm really excited for that um, that fight there. So, uh, John, we are flying through this episode already. Keep in mind, we should, we were going to announce this at the top, but this episode might be a little bit shorter um, just mm-hmm. because we have the mat talk. And like I said, we've got a busy weekend in general. So if this episode's a little shorter this week, bear with us. Sorry. Well, you know, it'll get back two to weeks them. without fights is tough. man. It is tough. You got to try to fill some content out. So um, just bear with us. Like I said, we'll get back to a normal episode, especially if this is your first time, you know, we typically do at least an hour. Uh, might still not got Prizimon, dude. Prizimon might draw us out. <laughs> so let's get into Prizimon. <laughs> Um, All right. John, this is a uh, this is one of your games, and you ins- got this inspiration from actually a Marvel game on TikTok, yeah. I believe. So, kind of explain the premise. Okay, so essentially on TikTok it was with a filter, but me and Nathan both collect UFC cards. Um, so we wanted which to find is a way real to- quick, which is why this game is happening with Brandon not here because he would just be like, yeah. I don't know, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know who that is on that card. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, how it's going to work is. Um, it's kind of like a king of the mountain type of thing where I'm going to shuffle these up. He's going to say a number. I'm going to pick out that card and that's going to be his fighter who I present. And then I'm going to randomly pick out another card and put up against that. And he has to decide if that person would win the fight. Um, and this is guys in their prime at the best day, their best fight. Um, so that's kind of the idea of that. And then I'm also, we're also mixing division. So it's not so easy. Right. So we're going to do heavyweight, light heavyweight, um welterweight and lightweight and then feather and bantam yes um so there's some guys that we know that at 205 could probably beat some heavyweights sure. and there's probably some guys who have no business being in there with like francis and ghani sure so that's what makes it fun but also you know on our side or for you in particular your side is going to be like how to make how to prove the case for your guy to be able to beat somebody who maybe he's fighting a whole division up or sure. is the champion so i think that's where it gets fun all right, so let's start with the heavyweight, light heavyweight pile. Okay, I'm mixing up the cards right now. Yep, he's mixing nope. them. No, what no I'm gonna have you do? Yeah, no, I'm not gonna give you no layups. Okay. Um, so what I'm gonna have you do is basically just say uh, there's six in each division. Okay. So I'm gonna say you pick a number between one and twelve, and I'm gonna use that card as the one you got. So whenever you're ready, do four. All right, from the top, one, two, three, four. Okay, this is your fighter. First fighter is you're gonna have to read Alexander Rakic. Okay, Alexander Rakic. So that's that's your first fighter. So Rakic then, versus. Can you hold both right. of them up at the same time? Yeah, I'm I'm shuffling this up right now to get who you're gonna get put them up against first. Okay. Then, right. then after that, just pull it off the top. You don't have to worry about right. shuffling them every time. 
So you have Rakic. Alexander Rakic against Marcin Tibera. Wow. You know, I'm, I don't know if this will be, and I'm not saying this because of side. I'm going Mar- Mar- Marcin Tibera. I think Tibera is legit, man. And I, I mean, he, he's just lost. You know, I mean, he just won, but he had a loss mm-hmm. the fight before that. But I think he is very, very legit at heavyweight. I do think Rakic could compete at heavyweight for what it's right. worth. I mean, he's, he's a big guy. I think he could beat some guys. But I think Tibura is a really good mixed martial artist. So give me oh, Tibura in that matchup. All right. So now now that's your guy you're rocking yep. with. Tibura. Yep. His next opponent is Alexander Volkov. Boy, I think they fought. Uh, I'm pretty sure they have as well. But we're also talking best best case in their prime. On their best day, can Marcin Tibera beat Alexander Volkov? I'm gonna. I, I I'm telling you, I genuinely do not remember who won that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go Marcin Tibera. There we go. That might be I a little to... shocker to people, but I I just think genuinely he's really I'm really high on him. I think he's a good fighter. Yeah. And just his wrestling as well. That, he's so well rounded, man. Yeah. yeah, and his his hands are getting better as well. Next opponent, we got Jimmy Crute. Yeah, I'm sticking Tabira on that. Yeah. Holy cow, Tabira wins. <laughs> well, here's the thing: when you get to heavyweights, it's yeah. tough for. Yeah, there's Jimmy not very many light heavyweights. Sure. This is where it gets interesting. For all right, you. all right. Marcin Tabira and John Jones. Oh, John Jones. Yeah, <laughs> I think John Jones dusts him. Just a different level of athlete there. Now we're gonna get another level. Oh boy, I don't like Kane Velasquez oh. and John Jones on their best day in their prime. Oh my gosh, you're just killing my heart right now. Hey, sorry, bro. <sighs> this is where we're at right now. I man, this this is tough. This is and real. And, and I don't see Kane making two hundred five. So this no, has to happen no, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure. In their prime. <sighs> so here's the tough thing. The tough thing is we have not seen John Jones at heavyweight, right? Right. Um, and so it's like it's so tough to like put that out there as like I think we he, have seen him fight a heavyweight champion though in DC. Yeah. You know what? Oh boy, I'm gonna make some people mad here. I'm gonna go John Jones. <laughs> Ooh, I, I didn't necessarily see that one coming, but I do see. I mean, he's a bit. He's really tall. Yeah. We never really seen Kane it's fight a so, guy like that. Kane was just so good, though, man. It's just tough, but I, I think I have to go John Jones. This is one we've seen before, but I'll throw it up there. Daniel Cormier, John Jones, yeah. on their best day. You kind of got to go Jones there, right? Yeah. And there we, yeah, you Spe- said you've, we've seen it. Especially off some cocaine, you never know. <laughs> Easy now. Uh, we got Rosenstrike against your boy, John Jones, heavyweight. Yeah, yeah John Jones that, on that for sure. That, these heavyweights get interesting when it comes to, you know, the striking side of it. Sure. Uh, next, we got our boy, Jamal Hill, against John Jones. Boy, that at 205. That's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to stay John Jones on that one. Yeah. Um, but, man, Jamal Hill makes any fight interesting. That's for sure. That that's. I know I said that pretty quickly, but that's one where if if for time purposes, I would have to think on that one a little more. But right. I'll, stick, I'll stick with John Jones. Now, here's where we got to look at recency and, and kind of compare styles. But we have Magomed Ankalaev mm. against John Jones. Yeah, I'd be a light heavyweight at that point. Yeah, I I still have to go Jones, man. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. There's there's yeah. people in all of these that are just like you know they're the best, but it's just the idea of thinking if maybe yeah in a different weight class or on their best day because this is where we get interesting as well. Francis Ngannou <laughs> against John Jones at their best. Is this the last one? 
No, there's one more, but that's the most intriguing one, obviously. Oh, so this is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know what? I am going to, um, yeah, I think for for recency, the fact that we haven't seen John Jones at heavyweight, I think this is one. As great as Kane was, right? Like, I'm not trying to understand how good Kane was, just out of respect for Francis and what he's been able to do and how, you know, beating a guy like Surreal Gone, who I think a lot of people actually think has similar attributes to a John Jones, at least it's something mm-hmm. John could look like at heavyweight. I'm going to give Francis the respect of as the heavyweight champ and say that I, I, I do think he could beat John Jones. And that's with bad knees, too. Yeah. And he's already beat like a Kane, so there's... Yeah, and, that. and if that fight happens, I mean, I mean, I'm a John Jones fan, but I mean, it's it's hard not to give Francis that respect, man. Right, and this one, I don't, I don't think this one will go as well because this guy has fought like underweight before, but he was just another person to throw in Tiago Santos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Francis would. Yeah, because Francis is never making 205. Him. Yeah. And now, the Sa- now the Tiago Santos that fought John Jones, that could be interesting. I mean, so- that's that, that's how I judge him as his best. Yeah. It would be interesting just because of the leg kicks, but I still think mm-hmm. Francis is too big. So our uh, Prismon champ for the Prismon. big boys. The, the heavyweight, light heavyweight Prismon champ, Francis, Francis Ngannou. Francis Ngannou. All right, let me get your – so this next one is going to be uh, welterweight and lightweight. Okay. So let me get the shuffle going. Give me number three this time. Okay, cool. I'm not going to look that way. I don't try to set you up. <laughs> And this is this is welterweight and lightweight. Welterweight and lightweight. Okay. All right. So all right. Pile one, th- pile two. two. Welterweight and lightweight. All right. Number three. So you're the champion. The person you're starting off with is your boy Nate Diaz. Oh, okay. We're gonna get a little spicy. Oh yeah, because I mean, obviously, at his best, you're talking about five rounds. Yeah, sure. So his first matchup is against Dan Hooker. Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz at his best. I get that. Yep. Next matchup is Kevin Lee. I, I'm still going to go Nate Diaz. I think Kevin Lee's really good. I think he's really yeah. underrated. But I, I'm still and, – and, and and keep in mind, like I know we've said it a couple times, guys, this is prime versus prime. So, right, at their best. So, at their best, And yes. I think Kevin Lee definitely being able to, to wrestle obviously helps and kind of slow down the boxing yes. and the steam. But So then we have right here Nate Diaz and Justin Gaethje. Ooh. So you're imagining that probably happening at 55, or I guess it could happen at 170, but both of them are kind of more naturally 55ers. Prime versus prime. Mm-hmm. Boy, there are some yeah. Justin Gaethje fanboys out there. Let me tell you, we get lit up anytime yeah. we talk about Justin Gaethje. Um, but oh, man. <laughs> I, man, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to go with Nate Diaz just because I think Justin Gaethje you just never know quite what you're going to get from him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he looks really good, and then when he's in those big moments, you just you just never fully know yeah. what you're going to get from him. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna go Nate Diaz on that one in his what prime. Makes, the only thing I would say that makes it tough is Nate Diaz not checking leg kicks. Yeah. And Gaethje has some good ones. This one, this one's interesting. I, I, I want to see what you got for this one. Tony Ferguson in his prime, Nate Diaz. This is where the Diaz train stops. I, yeah. I'm going to go Tony Ferguson. I think, you know, whatever the change was in, in you know, Tony's life or a career or whatever, um, that run that he went on, man, I just don't know if there was many people outside of a guy named Habib Nurmagomedov that were going to beat Tony in the world. Right. And I think that would include a, a prime Nate Diaz. All right. Next matchup, you have Tony Ferguson and Vincente Luque. 
Oh, man. That is a tough one as well. We got Ferguson going up to 70. Obviously, this isn't him in his prime going up to 70. Sure, but sure, sure. His skill set is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, I'm going to go Vincente Luque, believe All it or right. not. Over, oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to take weight out of it as much. You know what I mean? Um, right. I mean, these are close. And I mean, uh, you know what? No, enough, yeah, but... I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Tony Ferguson. I'll go All Tony. Right. I think I think Tony Ferguson prime. You know, if he did the weight, went up and weight, did it the right way, I think he could be prime Luke. Right. All right. Now, Tony Ferguson and Gilbert Burns. You know, I gotta go Dorino on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think Gilbert's special. Very, yeah. very, very, very good. Yeah, he's. Uh, I, I don't know where Tony gets him in a fight. Yeah. Um, now we got an, another interesting one: Gilbert Burns and Bilal Muhammad. I'm gonna go Gilbert as well. Uh, yeah, and, and his best. The interesting thing about that is how quick that could change, though. You know, Bilal's got yeah. a big fight coming up with um um ah. Why can't I think of his name? Uh, I just I just lost it myself. I almost said Brad, but I know it's not. I know it's not Brad. That's bugging me now. Yeah, really good at jujitsu. Good striker. It's Brad. There's Brad somewhere in his name. Hold on. You can keep going. Okay. Uh, I don't think this will be a probably an easier one for you, but uh, Gilbert Burns and Rafael Dos Anjos, RDA. Sean Brady. Jeez. Oh, Sean Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Ooh, Gilbert. RDA in his prime is tough. I'm going to go RDA um, nice. over Gilbert Burns in his prime, especially given the fact that he was doing it at two weight classes. Right. All right, this one, this is a, like one of the few cards that isn't a prism card, but I, I wanted to put him in this mix because I feel like this is an interesting mix here. Uh-huh. But we have RDA in his prime and Charles Oliveira. Oh, Charles Oliveira. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like Oliveira. I mean, we're seeing Oliveira's prime right now, right? Right. So. And this is where it gets interesting, too, because this is just how the shuffle went out. But now we have Charles Oliveira and George St. Pierre. How do you think GSP looks trying to take down Charles? I think stand in front of Charles. Man, you know the tough thing is GSP got cracked too. Like he would get hit a lot. And I think yeah. here like, you know, especially when you hear Justin Gaethje talk about, you know, getting punched by Oliveira was like putting a, his tongue on a battery or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting. Uh um, yeah. And I mean, we never I don't I don't feel like we ever saw GSP fight. Uh, I mean, John Fitch was a good wrestler, but he wasn't the grappler that yeah. Charles Oliveira is. I, I still think GSP was a master game planner, though. And so mm-hmm. I feel like him and Faraz Sahabi would have came up with a, a solid game plan to beat Charles Oliveira, and I think he would have beat him. All right, and this is the last one. And it's current champion Leon Edwards, <laughs> George St. Pierre. Which is funny because I brought this up last week about right. GSP coming back. I, I still think GSP. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, I just That's think, our champion. yeah, I just think GSP is just a different, uh, different animal. I want to do something right. different. Um, okay. Let's jump into the news. And okay. do the last division after the news. We'll leave it on a cliffhanger. How about that? So yeah, we're gonna that? we're gonna jump into the news, and then after the news, we will do the bantamweights and featherweights. Going on the news. Mm, going on the news. Mm-mm. If you don't like it, Brandon will punch you and give you a bruise. <laughs> All righty. Uh, I got a, a result from last night. 
Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson getting his win Ooh. back against um how do you pronounce his name? Morice. Morice. Yeah. <laughs> In the fourth round, the same way he got took out. Yeah, knee to the knee. head. Oh, that knee was um, filthy. Yeah, he walked off. Um you know, you could tell he's kind of kind of got his confidence back. And when we watched the highlights of that fight, he got rocked bad in the second. It was a really close fight, but I felt like I know Marais had issues with his rehydrating. Yeah, I think over in one, they do a rehydrating they weight do. test as well. He had trouble with that. So I don't know if he faded. Yeah, because um, it looked like he was kind of on his way as he was eating some of these shots. But he, he definitely had Mighty. he definitely had Maddie Mouse rocked early. I thought oh, yeah. it, I thought that first was it a head kick he landed or something yeah. that dropped him. It looked really bad. I, I mean, I'm definitely in line to see them fight again. It was, oh, yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, and it's one of those things where it's unfortunate, but seeing Mighty Mouse back, like, as Mighty Mouse, yeah. I would love to see him in matchups. Did with he the really guys ever leave, you know? Like, like we've kind of talked about before is, like, over there in one and in Asia and stuff, it's like, maybe those smaller guys are just better. You no, know, I, I don't necessarily think that you know he's like dominating, but I would just love to see him. Seeing him now makes me want to see him against the guys in the UFC that they got now. I get it, but what I'm saying is he might be facing the best sub 135 yeah. guys in the world, or at least some of the best. I mean, I just think, like I said, over there in those countries where you typically see a lot of smaller fighters come out of anyways, it's like, you know, maybe, maybe, yeah. he, maybe he is fighting the best. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's tough because be we, we haven't seen many of those guys cross over into right. the UFC. But, you know, we did see Mighty Mouse in the UFC, and we know what that looked like. And then he's kind of been up and down over there. You know, he's had I, some struggles. I seen him in an interview talk about how he has to, com- like, tell his friends and family, like, yeah, you know, it's different over there. It's a different rule set because people are like, yeah. dude, he cheated. Yeah. <laughs> he you in the head. Yeah. So um, I thought this was interesting, too, uh, after the title fight. Dana White basically came out saying that um, Kamara wants to rematch bad, but he feels like kind of like Rose. He felt like a weight was lifted off of him. Yeah. Chasing the most wins. And yeah, um, which obviously is kind of um, it's kind of funny because obviously he's a teammate with Rose. Well, that's Um, what I was going to say. That's kind of interesting. You know, I, 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 I don't know that I would put that on like Trevor Whitman, but right. It's like, is that just. I don't want to sound disrespectful, but I guess just kind of being blunt with it, and I don't mean any disrespect by Are it. Are you but training quitters? No, 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 not that at all. It's just is that kind of the the energy in there, you know, is that kind yeah. of like where where the mindset is, is – you know, are they being, I mean, not training quitter, but I mean, like, are they being pressured, you know, maybe not necessarily by him, yeah. but it just, that's very interesting that that's coming from two similar dominant champions that lost. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm kind of cool. It's all right. I, 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 right. Want, I want that step back. It's like, you know, cause we don't really hear that all the time, you know, no. and it's just interesting. It's coming from two people in the same camp. Right. And I mean, the reset worked for Rose um, as far as getting back to the W. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be interesting to see what that does for Kamaru. I think it's going to be all right. Yeah, I I just think we'll see. But yeah. Um, Also on just like some uh, good quotable stuff, Darren Till put out a statement saying he's coming back uh, to what I used to be like, healthy and fit, ready to get a world title and get some wins in. He wants to fight two times before the end of the year and then get a big fight next year. Yeah. If he's healthy, I'm for it. I think he's hilarious. I think he's a good a good uh, person to throw into that middleweight division, but he's going to have to prove that he can even fight two times in a year, let alone before yeah. the end of the year. I feel bad for that dude, man. He just had mm-hmm. a horrible run of luck. 
Another person who put out a statement, uh, RDA, funny, we just talked about him. He said, I had my last title run and now it's time to fight people who motivate me to wake up and train. I have almost eight hours of octagon time. Get me a veteran for a change. I would love a fight against Jim Miller, Jorge Masvidal, or to get my rematch with Tony Ferguson or Clay Guida. I mean, if, I mean, he's still, he's still competitive, but I get, you know, to a certain point, you're just not in that um, realm anymore. Sure. Um, uh, also interesting um, for a potential fight that didn't is not going to happen is Stephen Wonderboy Thompson turning down Shavkat Rachmanov. This is interesting, and and let me say, like, totally agree with his analysis of it. You know, and and I know he's getting a bad rap, you know, because he, he's basically saying like, I don't think I can beat the guy. Essentially, right. like, he's not saying it, but it's kind of in there. You know, he's like, right. I want to fight somebody that I can stand up with that's going to allow me. You know, he's like, I feel like I've kind of been going against guys that just want to grapple me. And he's like, I want to fight somebody that's going to stand up with me. And it's like, well, yeah, because you're one of the best strikers in the division. Right. And so a lot of people are thinking, but it's like, dude, I don't blame him. Like, he mm. kind of deserves that a little bit. You know, first off, I mean, he's fought whoever they've put in front of him up to this point. Right. And the thing about Shavkat is, like, I think it'd be a little different if it was Hamzat, you know, because it's like at least Hamzat is going to bring some notoriety. You know, Shavkat doesn't really have that yeah, star have power. The name yet. Yeah, so you're going to go get mopped by this guy that, like, we've talked about on this podcast is we think, the only guy at this could point be guy, could yeah. be the only guy that can maybe compete with the Hamzat. So it's like, you're going to go out there and go against this guy that, and then at the end of the day, it's not like it's really going to do much for you. Cause he's not a right. big talker. You know, he, I don't think his English, if I remember well, is that great. So it's like, you're just going to lose to this guy and everybody's going to be like, boy, he's losing to this guy. You know, we know how yeah. good he is, but your casuals aren't, you know, and it's just, I kind of don't blame him. I think yeah. he kind of deserves a break on, which it's funny that he, didn't he say something about, I need time to develop my wrestling, which yeah. it's like, maybe that wasn't the best words. Cause it's like, he's like 38 years old or something. Well, yeah. 38 and your two title fights were against a wrestler. So it's yeah. not like you haven't been yeah, training your hardest sure. for it. Um, and, and I agree to an extent. I do think Shavkat offers a lot in the striking as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I don't want to just say he's and just I, a wrestler, and, I, and obviously but. Thompson's doing his, MMA math of yeah but he also dogs everybody on the ground right. I don't want to be that guy yeah um I know he was looking to try to get a fight against Lee he wanted to get a fight against Kevin Holland both of those being booked already yeah so it'll be interesting to see what he does now but um now you have Shavka out here kind of he's also on Twitter asking anybody who's up ranked above him like somebody fight me. he's gonna have a hard time man very hard time because if you um, know if you know you know right <laughs> Sheesh. Uh, speaking of fighting announcements, Kevin Holland and Daniel Rodriguez finally yeah. getting a fight added to 279. It's a great fight, too. Um, interesting enough, it's a catchweight at 180. You, you feel like this far out, it shouldn't I mean, unless unless one of them just wasn't in enough shape, but still wants to fight. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know why. Maybe I thought D-Rod did fight at 185. So maybe and, I, and, I could be wrong. I thought I thought he maybe he's done both I mean, because if Holland was prepared to possibly fight Wonder Boy at 170, it obviously probably isn't him who's having the weight. Well, Holland, you know, his last two fights have been at welterweight and he's looked phenomenal. Right. And it's like, you know, we've even talked about like, dude, if he's really committed to 170, like this could be interesting. So I don't know. I'll have to go and look at D-Rod, but I, I thought he was a lightweight. So I don't know. Maybe not. Um, another exciting one is kind of more for the people who are into the deeper cuts, but don't sleep on this. 
Jack Shore and Kyler Phillips yeah. happening November 19th. That's going to be a banger. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Jack Shore was on a huge run until recently when he lost to Ricky Kyler Phillips. Simone. It was a tough fight, man, for him. And oh, I think yeah. he's only like, is he only like 19 or 20? Something like that. Yeah, he, he's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, also, added on to uh, UFC 281, Dan Hooker and Claudio Pulez. Yeah. I think that's how you say his yeah. name. Uh, we talked about in the group chat how this is a really good chance for Hooker to reset. Yeah. You know, kind of re recalibrate himself in the division mm-hmm. um, instead of just fighting the toughest guys they can throw at him. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's just at some point, you know, you, you do need to reset and, you know, trying to go down to a different division just so you can stay in the top 10 with competition or top five, whatever. And yeah, this is a good move by Hooker. Um, you know, go fight a guy that you should be able to beat given where what you've done in the sport. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be an easy fight or that he is for no. sure going to win it, but it's like, yeah, go take that. Be okay with taking that step back to just kind of reset. And I, I'm not, you know, I'm not a fighter. I don't know, but I'm saying we've seen that work a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. And there's probably a lot of pressure on him in that gym with all the winning and, you know, you have sure. champions, you have people who are winning still currently. So mm-hmm. it's probably not easy. Um, well, like not- Brad, Brad Riddell, just got a fight booked, I believe. Um, right. I'd have to look it up against somebody, but it was, it. I'll have to look it up, but I felt like it was kind of that same vibe where it's like, you know, maybe those guys, you know, maybe there was that pressure to keep taking, but it's like, hopefully now they're starting to kind of realize, like, just kind of take a step back, you know? Speaking of Brad Riddell, there's, um, they're, they haven't fully announced him, but they're working on it. December 10th, Justin Gaethje and Rafael Faziv. Yeah, that's a banger. That's that. That, that is what I'm talking about, man. When we were talking a couple months ago about, you know, we're not wanting to see, we want to see these fresh matchups. That's what I'm talking about, UFC. Right. Give me Gaethje Faizeev. I want to know how good Faizeev is. I don't want to see him right. fight another mid-tier guy. I want to see it, man. This is this is right. matchmaking. I love this fight. A hundred percent. A couple last couple things. Uh, just reflecting on the dynasty that was AKA now having all four of their champions retired real quick. Um, Brad Riddell right now is expected to face. It's not confirmed. Hanato Moicano. So, yeah, I think I, I think I brought that up last week. And that's a good fight for him. It's a tough, it's a tough fight, but it's a good fight, man. Like it's a winnable fight. It's yeah. It's not where, you know, that 10 through 15 range wasn't really working. So let's just take that step back and get back on the bike, man. Yeah. Sharpen up. Yeah. But yeah, I I just wanted to bring that up. It's some, I mean, some people might not even know how great AKA was if you're just kind of jumping in, Mm -hmm. but to have, you know, DC Kane, Rockhold and Habib, I mean, I don't know if we'll see a stable like that at a gym yeah. again because people got, you know, guys move around and they're a little bit more spread out now. Yeah. Um, last bit of news I got for you is Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah. He wins a uh, globally acclaimed actor, competes in inaugural reorg open in the UK as a four stripe blue belt and ends up winning gold medals in both gi and non-gi divisions. Give it up for the Tom Hardy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he started training in 2011 when he was in the movie Warrior. Um, I've seen videos of it. A guy accidentally like up kicks him at one and point. He got pissed. Oh yeah. He was uh, not happy. <laughs> not happy at all. And then more recently, I don't know how I've seen it on Twitter, but they're supposed to be setting up a celebrity match. Him and Lopez, Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez and Tom Hardy set it up. We might be picking for that one. I don't know. Hey, just like the Gaha open, call us, we'll come out, we'll do a watch along. <laughs> hey. 
Mario Lopez might be a, a, a monster. We don't know. I, I've heard he's he's decent at jiu-jitsu. I've heard he's a much better boxer, though. can't remember hmm. where I saw that recently. He is stocky. I can see yeah. that. Yeah. Well, that's all I got for the news. All righty. Let's finish up our Prizimon. Left it on a cliffhanger. Bantamweight mm-hmm. versus Featherweight. I want to do that because I feel like this is going to be the tougher one. Yeah. Got to catch these hands. Prizimon. <laughs> all right. Let me get this nice and mixed up because the last one i kind of got a bigger run of welterweights more than i wanted to okay all right give me a number five number one number one actually number one all right give me numero uno your boy is calvin cater calvin qatar i like it all right what do we got for calvin it's a good starter crazy first matchup yair rodriguez Ooh, wow um i'll go yair yeah i think he has a little bit more and at his best, he's tough matchup. Yeah, All I like right. Yair there. Yair Rodriguez and Uriah Faber in his prime. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what that's that's what time it is over here in this division. Oh, why'd you put Uriah Faber in here, man? Because uh, I wanted to make you have to think like this guy was that guy yeah, for a while. WEC I, baby. That's what I'm thinking. I I think if I think back to those WEC days, but man, when you think back to you think when he fought Jose Aldo in WEC, and right at the end of that fight, he was sitting on a stool because Jose just kicked his legs off. And, um, and Yair's big. And Yair's big. And Yair is nasty with the leg kicks. And so I'm like, I'm like, do I compare it to that? You know, do I put it on that mm-hmm. level of like, could Yair just sit and kick his legs out? You know. Oh, this is tough, man, because I'm battling my heart a bit. Um, mm-hmm. Love your eye of favor. Um, Yair versus – oh, gosh. He did have a good guillotine. Faber yeah. does have a good guillotine, right? That is <laughs> true. <laughs> I'm going to go Yair, man. I can't yeah. believe I'm doing it. There's probably some people that are going to hate me for that, but I'm going to stick with Yair. All righty. Uh, next matchup, um, I thought this guy's uh, – he got a lot of potential, so I wanted to see what you thought. Sadiq Youssef. Mm. Yeah, Sadiq. I do and like Yair. Sadiq Youssef. I'm going to stick with Yair on that. Yeah. But yeah, Sadiq's a fun – I think he just lost the knee kind of – he was kind of climbing and then got a loss maybe. Yeah, but I think he got a win back. And he got it back, then. yeah. But I wanted to – I threw people like him and Jimmy Crew in and stuff just to sure. keep it to where it's like, you know, maybe this guy might. We've already kind of seen this one. We got Brian Ortega and Yair Rodriguez. <laughs> This is interesting. Yeah. Um, I'll say, yeah, I think I'll stick with Yair. Just he did win the fight, right? And I think the small sample size um, didn't, right. didn't look too great for Ortega. So right. I'll stick with Yair. Even though this, I think Ortega's done more in the sport to this point and probably deserves it a little bit more. but And it's all about potential and, you know, yeah. on your best night. Sure. Now we got Yair and Max Holloway. <laughs> I mean, Max did beat him, and I right. think I do think Max is pretty goaded. So, uh, right in, in his prime, give me Max. Yeah. All right. Next, we have Max Holloway versus Korean Zombie. Max. Max. This beat, is beat him too. This is did where he? we get interesting, yeah. right here. No, he did. Yeah, he did. Max Holloway and Ricky Simone. <laughs> Potential against greatness. What are we talking? Oh man, that's interesting. He's a hell of a wrestler. Yeah, that that's an interesting. And people uh, don't put Ricky I mean, Simone down either. Yeah, Ricky's little. He's a smaller guy. He's thirty-five. Or Max is forty-five. Mm-hmm. Man, boy, this is tough. 
Yeah. Cause you're, you almost like need to process some of these a little bit and like, look at record and like, how do I right. think? I mean, like I said, and my could, thing, it, go ahead. I was going to say in my head, it's always picture him the the greatest you've ever seen him. Yeah. And that's kind of what you're presenting. I just, I just don't know what we, if we've fully seen the enough from Ricky yet, which like is kind of right. crazy to say, cause I still think he's going to get better. Um, so I will John go. Malley didn't want no smoke from that. Yeah, I know. I'll go with. I'll stick with Max. Although, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. But you know, this time next year, year after, we might be having a different. Yeah, it's interesting. Just different conversation. Like next I said, the got, guy, the guy beat Marab. He's the last guy to beat Marab. Yeah. There's a reason for that. Max Holloway and Cody Garbrandt. Max. Yeah, for sure, Max. Although, Cody I mean, like I said, and that's no disrespect to where Cody is right now. I'm genuinely thinking right. in the prime, and Cody was nasty in his prime. I mean, go back and watch that Dom Cruz fight where he's, like, doing the robot in his face. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still sticking with Max on that one. All righty. Uh, Max Holloway and Aljamain Sterling. Wow. Now, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, boy. Because you got to say best Aljamain you've probably ever seen last fight, right? You, yeah. get, you get that take back takes. You're getting the submissions. Man, I just feel like I'm going to ride Max to the end, but I feel like I have to say him. I mean, it, it is interesting because right. I do, and I do think Aljo's inevitably going to move to 145. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's. I don't think he's very long for the the bantamweight division, especially with Marab coming up. So I think you know, given a bigger sample size, I'm trying to take weight out of that. But I feel like mm-hmm. when I feel like Mac or, you know, Max's stand up versus Aljo's grappling is so even, I'm like, I just feel like I have to give it to Max just being a little bit bigger. Right. Um, I mean, but, Max is not a slouch of a grappler either. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go. I'll stick with Max. All right. We got Max Holloway and Corey Sanhagen. Max. Max. Kind of chilling off on Sanhagen a little bit, man. Yeah, I think he's, he's had, great. I had still some tough fights. He has had some tough fights, and I think he is great. Um, and like it's funny. At one point, I thought his like his mental aspect was like dialed in, and then just like sometimes he gets in there, and it's just like oh, it just really wasn't what I was expecting from you. Right. Last one. This is, I'm I'm interested to see where you go with this. Max Holloway and Dominique Cruz. Hmm. This is in, in the, yeah in his prime. It's another interesting one. Like how would how would Max hunt him down? Yeah, in his prime, like you're talking about, you know, in his prime, yeah, at his best, he was a hard guy to hit. Obviously, you see what he did to Mighty Mouse. Obviously, Mighty Mouse was smaller. Sure, Max isn't going to be the smaller guy in this, but yeah, yeah, I still think I like Max there. All right, I, I still think I do. All right, well then, here's our three champions. We have no surprise: Max Holloway, yeah, George St. Pierre, and Francis Ngannou. Yeah, I mean that that's probably about right. You know, like imagine if Marcin Tabira would have won that heavyweight. <laughs> yeah. I mean I mean the good thing is as we keep doing this, I'm gonna put in different people sure. and it's gonna be you know a little bit harder. But you know, when you talk about Prismon, these Prismon. are your starter, these are your starting Pokemon. Which one are you picking? Between Max, GSP, GSP and Francis. And Francis. Mm, I'm gonna go GSP. Yeah. For my Prismon deck. Prismon? I'm going Francis. I want the big boy. I want the <laughs> the hard guy to take. I love it. Well, that is all we got this week. We did hit an hour, believe it or nice. not. Right? Hey, I told it. you, dude. Prizimon was going to come Pri- through. Prizimon took a little bit more thinking than I thought. Uh, I'm Brandon's song of the week. We're skipping him, so I'm picking. And because I'm still 
on the Leon Edwards kick. I had to go back to my UK drill. I'm going to go with the song called Clash by Stormzy and Dave. Little banger there. Um, John, before we go, what is your one for the people? My one for the people is what I'm most excited for tomorrow, and that's House of Dragons, baby. What did you think the first episode? I loved it, man. I I think that they hit – for me, I know some people didn't like it, but for me it hit like the season three mode of Game of Thrones off jump. Loved it. Yeah, I think they're going to move it along a little quicker than, you know, Game of Thrones. Um, I've seen they already got approved for a second season. Oh, really? Nice. Off of one episode. I love it, man. Right. I I think it's great. You know, um, I feel like they didn't introduce us too much characters right off rip, so I don't know if they're going to kind of continue that um, or if they are going to expand it. I do, you know, uh, you know, we're in King's Landing. You know, that's kind of where you mm-hmm. would say the whole first episode took place. I do hope we get to see some of these other you know, I thought the flashback and, to Valeria and stuff was dope. Yeah. Obviously we've only seen it melted. Yeah. But you got like, um, you know, like in game of Thrones Dragonstone, right? That's where the, yeah. you know, they're from. We, when you see it, it's kind of like in rebel, right? Like it's just kind of mm-hmm. torn down. So I do hope we get to see that. Like, and it's like yeah. peak prime, like that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Seeing got, the dragon pit was nice. We're, yeah. We're all, yeah. That's, that looks cool. We're already getting hints of winter coming. So I do hope they make it to the wall at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm in. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, my one for the – did you have anything else? Oh, I just wanted to add, I'm pretty excited. September is going to be a big sports month for me. Uh, middle of September, me and my dad are going to a Notre Dame-Cal game. And then yeah. at my birthday, my girlfriend got me tickets to a Braves game in the end of September, oh, right man. before the playoffs. So I'm all yeah. the way in on sports this month. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> you get, that's your that's right up your alley right there. Right. Then you got um, Rita. In ADCC, right. September 17th, baby. Let's go. That's my one for the people. Matt Talk. Let's get it. This Wednesday. Hi, Samrita. Tune in. Tune in. And um, once again, thank you guys for listening. This was a bit of a different episode. I know. Um, sorry if it just seemed a little weird. I am exhausted. <laughs> my, yeah. I am like mentally drained today. Uh, you know, doing back-to-back podcasts and then trying to get stuff ready for the Gaha Open tomorrow. So, um, probably should have led with this, but this is a bit of a different episode, obviously. So, um, if you are new, make sure you stick around. Uh, come back Wednesday for the Matt Talk, and then the following Monday because we'll be here as we are every single freaking Monday. We ain't going nowhere. We'll be recapping this UFC Petty fight. Do we have a fight to preview next week? I don't even know yet. I haven't uh, even looked I at it. I don't remember off the top of my head. That's all right. We'll be here. If there yeah, is, either we way. Got, if there is, we got gotcha. you. We'll see Prism you guys. Either way. Prism on. Peace. Peace.